Welcome to the podcast. Glenn is in Florida today for Turning Point USA's convention. He's going to be speaking there. You can check that out. Um, I hope at least he's going to make it to the speech because he seemed a little unhealthy, a little unwell during the program. And there were a couple of incidents you might catch uh, if you're really, really perceptive. Um, and it, it is a little troubling that it kept happening right around the same pieces of audio. I, I hope I hope he's feeling better. Uh, we'll have that. We have uh, some clips from Mitch McConnell, who was speaking today about uh, the impeachment uh, and just giving a riveting electric speech that only Mitch McConnell can give. Uh, and we have the uncontested facts. So one of the things that you heard Democrats go back to over and over again is the facts are uncontested. No one's disagreeing with the facts here. Uh, except every time they said that, they would list things that are absolutely contested. We broke those down as well. And uh, we get into everything that has happened uh, with the impeachment in this quote-unquote historic day here on uh, the Blaze and uh, the Glenn Beck program. Uh, quickly, also want to remind you, uh, if you're looking for a Christmas present for someone that you love or someone that you don't like all that much, you can go to blazetv.com and give them uh, a subscription. You can get 20 bucks off of it right now or buy one for yourself. If you use the code GLEN20OFF, 20 bucks off at blazetv.com with the code GLEN20OFF. Here's the podcast. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about our uh, spotlight sponsor this half hour. The uh, film is the uh, is made by the Kendrick Brothers. Uh, they were the ones behind Courageous and War Room, both big hits. This is the movie Overcomer, and it tells the story of Coach John Harrison when his high school basketball team state championship dreams are crushed, and uh, he's got to go teach, you know, uh, cross country. And there's nobody on the cross country team, and he hates cross country like all good, right Americans <laughs> should. Anyway, uh, the film is great. It'll help boost your faith, and it is available on D- D- uh, digital, uh, Blu-ray, and also DVD. It comes out uh, here in the next couple of days, but also you can go to OvercomerMovie.com, OvercomerMovie.com, and uh, check out the film now with your family. From Turning Point, USA, in West Palm Beach, Florida... This is the Glenn Beck program, and uh, I, <clears throat> I swear to you, I'm I'm an, I'm I'm a recovering alcoholic, and normally you could explain this at a convention when you just feel so queasy in the morning. Uh, but I I went to bed early last night. I haven't done anything. I don't know why, but uh, I'm here. I just I want to keep just a oh boy, uh, keep a trash can handy today because. Uh, uh, just uh, not really feeling real well, um, but I'm but I'm here, and um, and we'll try to go through the oh boy. Uh, okay, we're, we'll try to go through all of the audio uh, of this sacred, uh, sacred, sacred moment, uh, and this really this heavy weight that was around the necks of the the Democrats yesterday, and ooh, we will uh, we'll start there. In 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor. When it comes to buying their first home or managing the mortgage you already have, navigating the waters can be really tricky, even in our present economy, which is still booming. If you are a fiscally responsible person... 
please, if you are looking at uh, taking that faith towards owning a, a home or if you're a homeowner that already has a mortgage, please, please cons- uh, consider the benefit of refinancing your mortgage. Uh, and I can't recommend whether you're getting a new mortgage or refining or consolidating. I can't recommend the people at American Financing any higher. I know what you're thinking. Is this complicated? This mortgage is going to take forever. I hate all of that. I know that's what they take care of. It's American Financing. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. Ten minutes is less time than you spend on the phone looking at social media every day. And 10 minutes will get this started. They'll be able to give you an answer on whether or not they can uh, they can help you and how much they can help you. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440. It's 800-906-2440. Or, oh boy, ooh, hang on, I just, uh, ooh, I had a wave of... <sighs> okay, I'm, I, okay, I'm okay. It's uh, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Stu, are you there? Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, normally, uh, you know, I wouldn't come in, but uh, I'm, uh, you know, I want to be professional and uh, and really do my job today. Well, it's a big uh, big news day, obviously. It Uh, is a big news day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, you just don't look great. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, that's not. I mean, very kind, but oh my! Oh, hang on. Ooh, all right. Yeah, Ooh. I hate that feeling. You know, you know when you get to that place where you're just like, oh, I just wish I would throw up. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think it would be better if you just did, and then once you're doing it, you're like, no, that was a horrible, horrible mistake. And it's the worst moment of your life for about thirty seconds. Yeah. And, but then it, at yeah. the end, you do actually feel better usually. Okay. Um. All right. Well, let's. Uh, let me just. Uh, you know, let's play some audio here uh, because maybe that'll. Uh, I can get past uh, things. Let's play some audio here. This is uh, this is uh, Chuck Todd um, uh, talking about the president yesterday and and how he feels about the and how he feels about the Constitution. Here's Chuck Todd. You know, I think this is the real challenge with with sort of dealing with this president is that I don't think he really even appreciates the Constitution. All right. I, I don't know if he he has this reverence for it that most elected officials in Washington eventually do end up having a reverence for it. He doesn't seem to sort of understand the founding. I mean, I think one of the fairest criticisms of him by historians is that he doesn't seem to understand the story of America, if you will. And the story of America begins in those pages in the Constitution. So I don't think he really appreciates it. I don't think he he reveres it. I think he just is very dismissive. Oh, these are just more silly rules. Um, You know, it's no different than a zoning hearing. I apologize, America. I, ooh, ooh, man, uh, that's one of the most unprofessional things I've ever done. Uh, I'm sorry, Stu. Well, what was he saying he, there? He about- was talking about how the president, uh, you know, doesn't really revere the Constitution, and and he was uh, discussing how you know how. Chuck Todd is is you know the type of person who can kind of like make that determination. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. That was largely the the the, the concept oh. he covered there. 
Okay, I apologize. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even. Do you want to do more audio? Is that? <sighs> I yeah. I don't think I can go on. My, can we listen to? Uh, what else do we? Oh, well, let's listen to uh, Andrea Mitchell on uh, on NBC uh, from yesterday about Nancy Pelosi and 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 uh, her her. Her attire. The seriousness of this as it is being taken by the Democrats as well, uh, reflected symbolically perhaps in the colors being worn or the lack of colors being worn. Oh, really? The members, the women members choosing to wear dark colors. Nancy Pelosi is a woman of, uh, a person of primary colors. You see it. If she's not wearing white, she's wearing bright colors. Uh, she's certainly always, you know, well appointed. Beautiful. Beautifully arrayed, if you will. She's wearing black. Oh God! Oh God! Is a symbolic expression of how somberly they are taking. Oh, it's somebody um, empty. It's sacramental. It's sacramental. And and you can talk about the the politics of it. It's no question that Nancy Pelosi oh. came to this reluctantly. Yes. Oh, oh my! Mm. Uh, she was. I'm not sure if you heard any of that, uh, Glenn, but uh, oh, it, it was Nancy Pelosi. Um, and they were talking about Nancy Pelosi's uh, dress and how importantly symbolic it was uh, that Nancy uh, dressed in black because she normally dresses in yeah. primary colors. And okay. Are you okay? Okay. I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Who, uh, Did you want to react at all to the, the, no, the clip I, about Nancy Pelosi's? No, I. You know what? Can we? Uh, we'll you know, maybe we should take a break. Let me just take a break for just a just a couple of minutes. We'll just take a quick break. Okay. Um, sure. That probably help me out just a bit. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, can can somebody give me a toothbrush or something, please? Um, I think the events of uh, last night have proved that we're really living in a topsy-turvy world and uh, cynicism is rife and it breeds contempt and uh, uh, and out of contempt comes selfishness and greed. And one of the ways that selfishness and greed manifest themselves now is in, uh, is in, uh, starts with a C, Congress, no, cybercrime. Uh, and it's been around for a long time now, but never in such a varied and nefarious form as it is today. That's why you need multiple layers of protection. Ooh, I'm feeling better. These ever-changing threats to your connected devices on online privacy won't block themselves. What you need is new Norton 360 membership, and it provides multiple layers of protection with a VPN device security. Oh, hang on. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about... Uh... Nancy Pelosi and what she was wearing yesterday. Oof. And how solemn and sincere that was. <sighs> okay, I think it passed. Mm. Uh, they're going to they're gonna help with bank-grade encryption, and it'll help keep your information that you send and receive, like logins and passwords, make sure that they're secure and private. This holiday season, give yourself the best online defense. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but new Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety during the holidays and beyond. Get the gift of up to 50% off with the annual subscription on your first year at Norton.com slash Beck. Terms and conditions do apply. We have 10 seconds. Station ID. Oof. 
I don't think we should play anymore. We changed the subject for just a few minutes. I just need to change the subject for just a... Well, I know you didn't really get a chance to, to comment, though, on no, no, I, on the <clears throat> solemn event that Nancy Pelosi was discussing in her black outfit. Yeah, let's, 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 um, let's, let me, uh, <clears throat> just because let me I just change the to, subject. I, well, I don't want you to, I don't want it to pass without you having a chance to actually address it, because you played the whole audio clip and kind of just weren't I, able to, I, to. I'm sorry, I don't know if, I, I, I hope. Well, just to we review, so Nancy Pelosi was saying mic. it was a very solemn, serious event. And uh-huh. the type of event uh, oh, where yeah. she really respects the Constitution, uh, and you... she wore black to like almost a, because it was a sad, and she she came at this unwillingly. Okay, okay, okay. We gotta change. Uh, we have to change the subject. Uh, let me. Uh, we can still talk about Nancy Pelosi here, but let me let me just. Um, she refused to um, <clears throat> commit last night to delivering the articles of impeachment to the Senate. Citing concerns about, get this, an unfair trial on removing President Trump from office. Uh, Senior Democratic aides say the House was very unlikely to take the steps necessary to actually send the articles to the Senate. The I, I am I have to tell you, if you want to impeach the president, impeach the president. But you have. You have so, no pun intended, trumped everything up. You have accused him of everything but murder. You you continue to say you have the facts. You have the case. And then it turns out you don't have the case. And so you have to come up with an article of impeachment of, of, uh, of, uh, what was it, defying uh, Congress? Or uh, what was that one, Stu? The, The... they have abuse of power and then um, uh, obstruction of Congress. obstruction mm-hmm. of Congress, not an obstruction of justice, an obstruction of Congress. That's not even a thing. If you are a co-equal branch, you can obstruct Congress. You, you have to take it to the Supreme Court. And that's what Donald Trump was saying. That's what the Republicans were saying. You, it, Some of the people who wanted to testify said, I've got one branch telling me to testify. I have another branch that is equal telling me not to testify. I need the third branch to tell me what to do. If the third branch would have had a chance to uh, uh, rule on it, one way or another, then you could say you're obstructing justice if the president didn't move and the court system said he had to. But you don't have obstruction of justice. It doesn't exist with three equal branches. Obstruction of Congress, yeah. And, and it's interesting. Yeah, obstruction of Congress. There was one a, Democrat that voted yes on the abuse of power, but no on obstruction of Congress. There was one you, singular uh, Democrat. This is a Soviet-style court. That's what's happening. I'm trying to remember what they called them. They were, they were like phone courts, Soviet phone courts where the judge actually had a phone right next to his bench. And at any time, the phone could ring, and the premier would be on the other end, and he's like, he is guilty, rule now. Okay, guilty, 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 execute now. That's what, that's what this is. And you can tell by the sound effects that are being tested <laughs> on the stand. I'm sorry, we're backstage right now. 
uh, in uh, West Palm for uh, Turning Point USA. So if any of the dramatic movie, it's it's because I'm starring in a new film called Sharknado, and it's happening right now. Oh, my gosh, the sharks are coming. Ah! Okay, so you're just going to have to put up with this in the background. They are running. This is ridiculous now. I... It's funny, though. It makes it seem like you're making a really important speech. It does. Like it the does. aliens have invaded and you're about to inspire right. Randy Quaid to stop them. Right. I think this is my walkout music uh, tonight. I, I'm giving a speech. I told them to make me sound like almost a god. <laughs> and I think they've done a pretty good job of it, uh, quite honestly. Okay, good. Now, the, uh, the Democrats, to, to have Nancy Pelosi... Everything they've accused Donald Trump of, they have done themselves. They accused him of colluding with a foreign government to influence our election. They did that in Ukraine. How do we know? We have it on tape. We have a, a recording made of the guy who is the head of the Anti-Corruption Bureau, which was run by the Obama administration and spooky dude himself. And it was the State Department's uh, little toy over in uh, the Ukraine that told them what they could prosecute and what they couldn't. So we have the head guy on tape at a bar talking to somebody saying, yes, this is what I did to throw election for Hillary. We worked together and we did these things. Convicted, two convictions in Ukrainian court for tampering with the U.S. election. So they say they colluded with Donald Trump colluded. Well, no, the Mueller report showed no, he didn't collude. And more on the Mueller report as that comes out. I'll tell you about this here in a few minutes. So they colluded. Then what else did they say? Abused power. Just to destroy his opponent in 2020. Okay, let's say that's true. Let's say that's true. But when you know how the FBI, under the Obama administration, and, and with members of the DOJ, State Department, CIA, and what they brought to the FISA court, what is that? Is that not trying to smear and destroy their political uh, opponent in 2020? The Democrats have done this for the last three and a half years. They have used their power and their offices to destroy a man they know they're not going to be able to beat. Instead of, instead of actually listening to the people and giving the people a good option, they've run this, this socialist thing that is so out of touch with America they have praised anybody who spits on the flag. They have, they have praised anybody who is teaching that our founders are old, white, racist slave owners. They have preached that the Constitution is an old, dusty document that cannot possibly relate to our times. Wait a minute. And now you're preaching the exact opposite? They've conspired with the FBI, the State Department, with the aid of the Oval Office under Obama, with the help of Hillary for president and the DNC to smear, accuse, lie, literally forge documents submitted to a court. 
illegally obtain FISA warrants. They have spent millions of your tax dollars as funding for this, I believe, secret anti-Trump operation. They used official government resources to fraudulently accuse, smear, and destroy their 2020 opponent. They have used their offices to coordinate radicals, NGOs, foreign governments, universities, unions, and the vast majority of the press as, dare I say it, co-conspirators in a relentless campaign against a sitting duly elected president of the United States, who, by the way, if I might remind you, I was not for. I still don't like many things this president does. I don't personally I really don't agree with him. I really appreciate some of his policies. I try to call it as I see it. I really thought, really thought collusion with Russia was a real possibility. It didn't happen. They have used, they have taken their oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, which this is going to be an important and scary one and quite dramatic, you can tell, because the music is starting again, I think. Oh, good. Maybe the call is coming from in the house. I don't. Oh, boy. So let me read it this way The members of our U.S. Congress have used their oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, which explicitly states in its preamble that the government should promote domestic tranquility. Has your Congress done that? Are members of the U.S. House promoting domestic tranquility and bringing us closer together as a nation? Or... Are they doing the exact opposite of promoting tranquility in every possible way and every possible opportunity? I say you let the music stand. I think you let the music speak for itself. I think that's God. I'm not sitting backstage while they're just trying out different things. No, no, no. If you're hearing music, it's coming from God because I don't hear any music. They have done the exact opposite in promoting tranquility, and they've done it every possible way at every possible opportunity. One of the things they claimed in 2016 that Donald Trump would destroy the faith faith of the American people in our free and fair elections, claiming everything from an unprecedented attack on our most sacred institutions to an act of hostility approaching sabotage that we would only expect from a foreign agent. Yet they themselves claimed that the election was stolen right after the election and that Trump was an illegitimate president that he was somehow or another a foreign agent. Is anyone going to be held responsible for any of this? You want the trial? You impeached him. Let the trial happen. This is an unconstitutional act. You are not promoting domestic tranquility. Period. Back in a minute. All right. Let me tell you... uh, You know, when the founders crafted the Constitution, oh my gosh, I sound like Pelosi. 
When the founders crafted the Constitution, they had one thing in mind above everything else, and that was individual liberty. That means that as you have, uh, uh, as you are an individual, you have an identity. You're your own unique person. So when cyber criminals come along and try to steal your identity and anything profitable to them that may come with it, they're violating our most basic principles. You know, it's kind of like what the <laughs> what the Democrats did by obtaining phone records from even journalists. Huh. It's important to understand how cybercrime is affecting us. Fortunately, there is LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number being on sale on the dark web. And the music swells to tell you this is true. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but they can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com promo code BECK. Well, congratulations on Glenn's amazing health recovery there. Uh, go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code GLENN20OFF. You're going to save 20 bucks for Christmas. It's GLENN20OFF at blazetv.com. If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Time is running out on Simply Safe's biggest sale of the year. Simply Safe has everything that you need to protect your home and your family. Their smart lock, video doorbell pro. It defends your front door, but it's an army of sensors and cameras that guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is ever a break-in, Simply Safe is the only one that's able to give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, so they respond three and a half times faster on average. It's no surprise that Simply Safe has won CNET and PC Magazine's Editor Choice Awards. With families traveling during the holiday season and leaving your home empty with the expensive gifts behind, Simply Safe. Now their holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. The sale ends December 31st, so go to simplysafebeck.com now and find out how much money you're going to save when you order today. Remember, the sale ends December 31st at simplysafebeck.com. Welcome to the program. I am uh, backstage at Turning Point USA, where I'm giving the uh, opening uh, keynote tonight for the convention. The president is going to be here tomorrow. This is an amazing organization that didn't even really exist five years ago. And now it is sweeping the colleges and uh, universities. Tonight's crowd of about 5,000 is all between the ages of 18 and 24 years old. This is an amazing an Amer- American movement. Uh, and, uh, and Charlie Kirk, who I think is, is Charlie going to join us today or is that tomorrow? Uh, he's, he is really uh, quite a genius on the way he has put this whole thing together. I think tonight I'm going to be talking to future senators and future congressmen. You know, assuming that there is Congress and a Senate and everything else. Uh, down the road um, for for Nancy Pelosi saying that she's not going to transmit the uh, documents for impeachment is is in itself an abuse of power. Do we have Mitch McConnell speaking on this here in a few minutes live? Uh, President Trump. Yep. Here, oh, here he is. Mm-hmm. Over the last 12 weeks, House Democrats have conducted the most rushed, least thorough and most unfair impeachment inquiry in modern history. Now, 
has concluded in the first purely partisan presidential impeachment since the wake of the Civil War. The opposition to impeachment was bipartisan. Only one part of one faction wanted this outcome. The House's conduct risks a deeply damaging the institutions of American government. This particular House of Representatives has let its partisan rage at this particular president create a toxic new precedent that will echo well into the future. That's what I want to discuss right now. The historic degree to which House Democrats have failed to do their duty and what it will mean for the Senate to do ours. So let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the fact that Washington Democrats made up their minds to impeach President Trump since before he was even inaugurated. Here's a reporter in April of 2016, April of 2016. Donald Trump isn't even the Republican nominee yet, but impeachment is already on the lips of pundits, newspaper editorials, constitutional scholars, and even a few members of Congress, April 2016. On Inauguration Day, 2017, the headline in the Washington Post, the campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. That was day one. In April 2017, three months into the presidency, a senior House Democrat said, I'm going to fight every day until he's impeached. That was three months into the administration. In December 2017, two years ago, Congressman Jerry Nadler was openly campaigning campaigning to be the ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee specifically, specifically because he was an expert on impeachment. That's the Nadler's campaign to be the top Democrat on judiciary. This week wasn't even the first time House Democrats have introduced articles of impeachment. It was actually the seventh time. They started less than six months after the president was sworn in. They tried to impeach President Trump for being impolite to the press. You're hearing Mitch McConnell from the floor of the Senate. For being His response mean. to Nancy Pelosi and the impeachment uh, in the House yesterday. For changing President Obama's policy on transgender people in the military. All of these things were high crimes and misdemeanors, according to Democrats. Now, this wasn't just a few people. Scores, scores of Democrats voted to move forward with impeachment on three of those prior occasions. So let's be clear. The House's vote yesterday was not some neutral judgment that Democrats came to with great reluctance. It was the predetermined end of a partisan crusade that began before President Trump was even nominated, let alone sworn in. For the very first time in 
modern history, we've seen a political faction in Congress promise from the moment, the moment a president election ended, that they would find some way to overturn it. A few months ago, Democrats' three-year-long impeachment in search of articles found its way to the subject of Ukraine. House Democrats embarked on the most rushed, least thorough, and most unfair impeachment inquiry in modern history. Chairman Schiff's inquiry was poisoned by partisanship from the outset. Its procedures and parameters were unfair in unprecedented ways. Democrats tried to make Chairman Schiff into a de facto special prosecutor, notwithstanding the fact that he is a partisan member of Congress who'd already engaged in strange and biased behavior. He scrapped precedent to cut the Republican minority out of the process. He denied President Trump the same sorts of procedural rights that houses of both parties had provided to past presidents of both parties. President Trump's counsel could not participate in Chairman Schiff's hearings, present evidence, or cross-examine witnesses. The House Judiciary Committee's crack at this was even more ahistorical. It was like the Speaker called up Chairman Nadler and ordered one impeachment. Rush delivery, please. The committee found no facts on its own, did nothing to verify the Schiff report. Their only witnesses were liberal law professors and congressional staffers. So, Mr. President, there's a reason. The impeachment inquiry that led to President Nixon's resignation required about 14 months of hearings, 14 months, in addition to a special prosecutor's investigation. With President Clinton, the independent counsel's inquiry had been underway literally for years before the House Judiciary Committee actually dug in. Mountains of evidence, mountains, mountains of testimony from firsthand fact witnesses, serious legal battles to get what was necessary. This time around, House Democrats skipped all of that, spent just 12 weeks, 12 weeks. More than a year of hearings for Nixon, multiple years of investigation for Clinton, and they've impeached President Trump in 12 weeks, 12 weeks. So let's talk about what the House actually produced in those 12 weeks. House Democrats rushed and rigged inquiry yielded two articles, two of impeachment. They are fundamentally unlike any articles that any prior House of Representatives has ever passed. The first article concerns the core events which House Democrats claim <clears throat> are impeachable. The timing of aid to Ukraine. But it does not even purport to allege any actual crime. Instead, they deploy the vague phrase, abuse of power, abuse of power, to impugn the president's action in a general, indeterminate way.
Speaker Pelosi's house just gave in to a temptation <clears throat> that every other house in history has managed to resist. Let me say that again. Speaker Pelosi's house just gave in to a temptation that every other house in our history has managed You're listening to, to Senator to Mitch resist. McConnell, his response in the they impeachment impeach proceeding. They do not even allege has committed and stations, an actual crime. We're going to continue to take this as long as we can. We'll push our break as They've late as we possibly because can. Because they disagree with a presidential act and question the motive behind it. So let's look at history. Andrew Johnson impeachment involved around a clear violation of a criminal statute, albeit an unconstitutional statute. Nixon had obstruction of justice, a felony under our laws. Clinton had perjury, also a felony. Now the Constitution does not say the House can impeach only those presidents who violate a law, but history matters. History matters and precedent matters. And there were important reasons why every previous House of Representatives in American history restrained itself, restrained itself from crossing this Rubicon. The framers of our Constitution very specifically discussed this issue, whether the House should be able to impeach presidents just for, quote, maladministration, just for maladministration. In other words, because the House simply thought the president had bad judgment or was doing a bad job. They talked about all this when they wrote the Constitution. The written records of our founders' debates show they specifically rejected this. They realized it would create a total dysfunction to set the bar for impeachment that low, that low. James Madison himself explained that allowing impeachment on that basis would mean the president serves at the pleasure of the Congress instead of the pleasure of the American people. It would make the president a creature, a, a creature, a creature of, of Congress, not the head of a separate and equal branch. So there were powerful reasons, Mr. President, why Congress after Congress for 230 years, 230 years, required presidential impeachment to revolve around clear, recognizable crimes, even though that was not a strict limitation. Powerful reasons why for 230 years, no house, no house opened the Pandora's box of subjective political impeachments. That 230 year tradition died last night. Now, Mr. President, House Democrats have tried to say they had to impeach President Trump on this historically thin and subjective basis because the White House challenged their request for more witnesses. And that brings us to the second article of impeachment. The House titled this one, Obstruction of Congress. What it really does is impeach the president for asserting presidential privilege. 
The concept of executive privilege is another two-century-old constitutional tradition. Presidents, starting with George Washington, have invoked it. Federal courts have repeatedly affirmed it is a legitimate constitutional power. House Democrats requested extraordinary amounts of sensitive information from President Trump's White House, exactly the kinds of things over which presidents of both parties have asserted privilege in the past. Predictably and appropriately, President Trump did not simply roll over. He defended the constitutional authority of his office. No surprise there. It's not a constitutional crisis for a House to want more information than a president wants to give up. That's not a constitutional crisis. It's a routine occurrence. The separation of powers is messy by design. Here's what should have happened. Here's what should have happened. Either the president and Congress negotiate a settlement or the third branch of government, the judiciary, addresses the dispute between the other two. The Nixon impeachment featured disagreements over presidential privilege. So they went to court. The Clinton impeachment featured disagreements over presidential privilege. So they went to the courts. This takes time. It's inconvenient. That's actually the point. Due process is not meant to maximize the convenience of the prosecutor. It's meant to protect the accused. But this time was different. Remember, 14 months of hearings for Richard Nixon, years of investigation for Bill Clinton. Stations, uh, we're going to take our network break. I'm uh, cutting uh, my uh, live commercial uh, just so we can get to your local break now. We break and back in just a moment. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Mitch McConnell is still speaking from the uh, Senate floor, and we will uh, continue to monitor it, to monitor it here at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, and when we come back, we will uh, uh, summarize it all for you. I think he's leading to something. I'm not sure what he's leading to yet, but we'll have that uh, right after your local news, station identification, and uh, we'll come back and put that into perspective. So much to cover. It is historic, but not in the way the Democrats think it is. What comes next, we'll explain when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Hello, America. From Turning Point USA, we want to uh, move our commercial just a little bit, see if we can go back to the Senate floor with Mitch McConnell, if he is still talking. He was just a few seconds ago. It sounds like he is starting to uh, say that the Senate won't pick this up because it's unjust and 
uh, too low of a bar. We'll go back to him as the program begins right now. This is the Glenn Beck program. Okay, let's go right to uh, let's go right That'll back to the floor of the Senate. Choice. In 2016, he's been talking it now for could about not be clearer 30 minutes. Which outcome would serve the stabilizing, institution-preserving, fever-breaking role for which the United States Senate was created? Mm. And which outcome would betray it? The Senate's duty is clear. The Senate's duty is clear. When the time comes, we must fulfill it. What does that mean? Now, Mr. President, I understand there are three bills at the desk due a second reading in block. Stu? What does that mean? The they will the take this the on? Second time on block. <clears throat> H.R. 397, Internal Revenue Code of So, I mean, you know, it's hard to tell. I mean, there's been a lot of talk over the past 24 hours that the House won't even send the articles of impeachment to the Senate because they are... Tr- we are. Mm, they're trying to Go ahead. come Go ahead. up with some sort of negotiation uh, to change the terms. They think it's not going to be That's- fair... Which is obviously, I mean, this is all ridiculous. I'm just making their arguments for this them. Is the, yeah, this this is unconstitutional. Look, well, the Democrats there, are now... Their, constitutionally, it's their right to do whatever they want. They don't have to send it over. It's just completely against all, uh, you know, traditions for at least. Them, yeah. For them to demand certain standards or whatever they want to demand, after rejecting them in the House, the House does not have control of the Senate. The House's role is to act like a grand jury, to gather evidence, to have an investigation, to uh, then, if they find those in committee to be uh, actionable, to then put together articles of impeachment and then vote on them. Then, if they voted in the affirmative that, yes, the president is impeached, then they have to transmit it over to to the Senate. This is where Nancy Pelosi has said, we're not going to transmit him. We don't know when we'll do that. But this doesn't look like it's going to be fair, so we may not transmit them. Well, what the hell is that? You passed them. Now send them over to the Senate. And if the Senate isn't fair, let the chips fall where they may. Your job is done. You are not the, the uh, judging body you are supposed to be the investigatory body. Now, what I just heard from Mitch McConnell, by the way, let me, let me break this down because there are so many people that are waking up today and they're thinking that, you know, Hillary Clinton is now our president. Let me explain impeachment. Impeachment is in the Constitution and it doesn't have to be a crime. It doesn't have to be something historically it has always been a crime this is the first time in american history where there is no crime alleged uh and there is there is no evidence it is literally opinion and one of the articles uh, of impeachment doesn't that's it, it, not even it doesn't even make sense obstruction of congress there are separate powers in each branch so anyway, 
they have come up and they've decided that what they found uh, in the Schiff stuff, this has nothing to do with Russia, nothing to do with anything that you've heard about for three and a half years. This is the last 12 weeks and only those things that relate to uh, Ukraine. And so in the last 12 weeks, they've put together this case, if you can call it that, and they have voted on it yesterday, and that's their, that means their job is done. They are like a grand jury. Now it has to go to trial. The trial is in the Senate. However, remember, this is like a courtroom, but it is a political courtroom. So the political courtroom, the political grand jury can, never has until today or yesterday, but can say no crime is committed. But we, we think that he's violated the trust of the American people. And so we want him impeached. Okay, well, there's no crime there. But they have the right to do that because this is a political courtroom. Now they send that, just like a grand jury sends that to a prosecutor in court. You will now have the court in Senate. And you will have the chief justice, uh, 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 Supreme Court Justice Roberts, he will come in and he will sit in the 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 vice president's chair, if you will, uh, in the Senate. He will be the judge and you will put on an actual court case. However, because this is political. If the Senate decides there's nothing to this, just like a judge can do in a criminal case, they can throw the case out and say, this is a ridiculous case. Case dismissed. Case uh, thrown out. This happens all the time in courtrooms. Now, that is looking like what the Senate is going to do. If they throw it out, the, the Democrats can then go back and impeach him if they win the Senate, highly unlikely, uh, but if they win the Senate and uh, he's still the president, they could take this back up and re-impeach for the same stuff. If the Senate decides to acquit him, then it's different. Then it's double jeopardy. Then you cannot bring this up again. So they can throw the case out. They can acquit him. Or they can have a trial. Now, fair trial? Well, fair is, I guess, all in the, beho- in the eyes of the beholder here. Because there are Democrats that think what happened in the House was fair. I don't believe it was. I think it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And believe me. You, you, if you've listened to me for more than 10 minutes, if you've listened to me over the years, you know, even if it is the most unpopular thing I can possibly say, it would be destructive to my own career. I have a long record of doing that. If I really believed that this president did these things, I said this when they started the Russian investigation. I thought there was a good chance that he did, that he was colluding with them. He wasn't. And now we find out even more from the FISA court that it was that was even worse. The FBI was making things up out of whole cloth.
There's nothing here. And so what Mitch McConnell just said was, when our time comes, we'll do our job. But before that, for 30 minutes, he was pretty much laying out a case that if the Senate takes this, if we accept this case and try this case, it will set the precedent that this is enough to impeach a president. This is enough. And he said, we'll never stop impeaching. Both sides now will just come up with whatever they want to come up with, and they'll impeach. And it's true. I was talking to a a legal friend of mine who is a constitutional scholar. And I asked him during the Hillary thing, why the hell is she not in jail? Now, I can't take another second of how the Democrats are saying, no one's above the law. Really? Really? That's what you're going for? No one is above the law because it seems every illegal alien is against uh, is above the law. It seems like any time you want to say it's above the law, that they're above the law, they're above the law. Anytime it's political expediency, anytime that you, anytime the Clintons have done anything, they are above the law. Anytime Sandy Berger, we, Sandy Berger went into the National Archives. He took documents and destroyed them pertaining to what the Bushes and the Clintons knew about the Saudi relationship. We don't even know what those documents were. I don't know how that's possible because I'm sure we had records of them. He took them out, smuggled them out. You know what his penalty was? He lost his national security clearance for a couple of years. If I went into the National Archives, I've been into the vaults of the National Archives. I've stood in the room with the documents. You're not allowed to even touch them. If I would have tried to take one document from the National Archives, I would have gone to prison. He loses his security clearance for a couple of years? Really? Does that sound like justice? Now, maybe this has gone on forever, and we could play the, well, what about? We could do that. We could do that. But that's a fundamental misunderstanding of who we really truly are. Here's who we are. And we had to explain it to a very powerful man a long time ago. Because a decent respect of people demands an explanation. If we're going to sever the bonds between each other, then it demands that we say why. And here's why. Because we hold these things self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And government is instituted among men to protect those rights. That's who we are. Yeah, well, we've never gotten there. No, we haven't. 
Martin Luther King, he didn't say burn the system down. He said, America, remember who you are. Remember the charge our founders gave you. This is our mission statement. So don't tell me about whataboutism. We have to start over every single day. Because every single day we make mistakes. See, we used to be a Judeo-Christian country. We used to accept that. And what did that mean? You were forced to go to church. No. No. What that meant was, we believe that there is a God. And that he's going to judge us. And we should serve our fellow man. That's the best way to serve God, is to serve our fellow man. And because we know we're human and not God, we believe in forgiveness. We believe in justice, not punishment, justice. And once you've served your time, once you've paid your debt, you can come back. We don't believe in forgiveness anymore. We play whataboutism on both sides. Because it's very easy for me to say, oh, really? People aren't above the law? Look at your record. But I'm only going to say those, those things to those people in power. Because those people in power, no matter what Chuck Todd says on how everybody reveres the Constitution, have you ever talked to somebody in Washington, D.C.? Because I have. They don't give a flying crap about the Constitution. It's the last thing on their minds. He says, you know, at least when they've been here for a while, they really start to revere. No, when they get there, they might revere it. After they've been there for a while, they don't care. Who were we yesterday? You know, I, I one concept that I really enjoyed learning in science is the, con- uh, is the concept that there is no space or time. There is only a compound word called space-time. Time is only a creation of man to mark where you are in space. What were you doing last summer? Well, last summer plots a place in the universe, in space. We know where the earth was last summer. We know where we were last summer. Yesterday doesn't matter. Tomorrow may never come. But what we do and choose today... may change the world. More in a second. I want to talk to you about Omaha Steaks. OmahaSteaks.com You can enter the promo code Beck and order the favorite gift package. It's a great Christmas gift uh, for your friends, your family, I just might say your dad. I'm not speaking about any 
particular dad, but maybe one that likes to eat, you know, one that is always entertaining, always there for you kids. I'm just saying Omaha Steaks would be even if they let's say that dad has a ranch of his own, you know, has a cattle of their own. You know, nothing better than a good Omaha steak. I'm just saying no kids in particular in mind. OmahaSteaks.com. Omaha Steaks, you, when you order the favorite gift package, you'll get four six-ounce six bacon-wrapped fillets, the most tender steak in the world, four pork chops, four Omaha Steak burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four made-from-scratch uh, caramel apple tartlets, and you get the seasoning packet, you get a six-piece cutlery set, and a cutting board. I don't know how they're affording to do this, but it's $69.99, and the steak is so good. $69.99. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com, omahasteaks.com. You have to enter Beck in the search bar because that will take you right to the favorite gift package and this special. So when you get there, go in the search bar and put in the promo code Beck. That'll take you to this special, the favorite gift package for $69.99. Perfect Christmas gift for dad. Hint, hint. Omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I have to tell you, I have to, I have to tell you, the, the, the Democrats said before Obama or before uh, Trump was elected, that uh, there would be an unprecedented attack on our most sacred institution, our most sacred institution, and that is the voting booth. And he was going to he was going to actually declare after the election that Hillary Clinton was an illegitimate president, and that would be the worst thing that ca- could happen. They made a big deal leading up to it because they were so confident that Hillary would win. And what happened? Trump won, and they immediately said. Oh my gosh, this is this is an illegitimate president. And as if that wasn't bad enough back then, Hillary has gone on a world speaking tour claiming now as fact as have members of the house claiming that he is already conspiring to steal the next election. How is that helping? How is that helping helping us as a nation? You don't have any proof of that. If you do, produce that proof. Their co-conspirators in this, the mainstream media, have claimed all of the charges against the president from House members, from the Steele dossier, everything true, verified. The Steele dossier verified, or at least partially verified, by officials, eventually saying that officials have not disproven anything in the Steele dossier, which begs the question to me, now that we know about the Steele dossier, which officials in the House actually verified this? We know from the IG report the charges in the Steele dossier were found quickly to be akin, and I'm quoting, to Internet rumors. In other words, conspiracy theories. So we have to know which officials claimed otherwise. Why? For how long? What did they gain? The FBI, now we know because of the inspector general, forged, omitted, distorted, and outright lied to the FISA courts. The FBI continued to use Steele as a source and instructed a DOJ official to meet with him 13 times 
after the FBI closed him as a source with cause, not just an unusual, never done. Who at the FBI ordered this? Who ordered the agents to falsify and doctor documents for the FISA courts? Was this done to destroy or discredit a candidate for president, or did they do this routinely? And this is vital for us to find out because of national security. The question is today that we should be asking, who is going to be held accountable for the lies, the corruption, the abuse of power, the obscene abuse of the secret FISA courts? Who will be held accountable for the use, publication, and weaponizing of the Steele dossier? Who will be held accountable for the millions of dollars and man hours spent on this hoax? Our sponsor would like to remind you that they have a huge holiday offer going on. In fact, it's their biggest sale of the year. I think this is the biggest sale. I've, I've, I started with Simply Safe when literally I think they had five people in the office. Now they are worth, uh, I think, over a billion dollars. They're one of the best security uh, companies in the world. They are the best in America. If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Simply Safe, their sale couldn't come at a better time. It has everything you need to protect your home and your family. There's Smart Lock and Video Doorbell Pro. It defends your front door. Whole army of sensors and cameras guarding every window, door, and room in your home. If there is a break-in, they are the only ones that can give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, which causes them to respond 350% faster than anybody else. Go to simplysafebeck.com. 25% off free HD security camera. And if you want the monitoring, it's 15 bucks a month. Simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Glenn is live at Turning Point in Florida right now. You can go to Blaze TV. Get uh, 20 bucks off your subscription when you use the promo code GLEN20OFF. Hello and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I've got to make up some commercials because uh, today's show has been kind of a little scattered because of breaking news. Uh, we're at Turning Point USA in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. We're thrilled to be here. Uh, all right, let me tell you about Rectech Grills. You're standing with your son at the foot of the lake early morning, watching the fog slowly burn off the surface of the water. Can you see that in your mind? Next to you, two lucky guys, is a five-gallon bucket filled with water and the fish that you spent all morning catching. You pull out your phone, realizing, as you do, that this is the first time you looked at it all morning. You fire up your Rectech grill remotely. It's at home. You smile at your son and say, come on, let's clean these fish and put them for breakfast on the grill. You can do that even if your home's far away from that lake. Then it'll be ready to put those fish on the grill. Perfect. Perfect. This holiday, why not give the gift that is sure to bring you and your family you and your son closer together. Why not give the gift of a Rectech grill? There, is, there are a few things that are really important to teach your son. Really good manners. How to treat a woman. Make sure that he opens the door for his mother if you don't do it. Make sure that no matter what society says, he treats a woman differently. 
with real respect. Teaching your son how to dress nicely, how to be able to wear a black tie or a tie is important. As I say, son, some of these things I'm teaching you will make you very popular with the ladies because you'll be the only one who does it and it will set you apart. And the last thing is teaching your son how to grill food. Because it's somehow or another a guy thing to do. I mean, my wife does it, but I kind of feel awkward because she's better at it than I am. Because I never did it with my dad. I never learned. Share that moment with your son. Great Christmas gift for the family, a Rectech Grill. Rectechgrills.com. Built by grillers for grillers. Rectechgrills.com. All right. Glad you mentioned uh, last half hour you were going through that whole uh, litany of just absurdity that we're dealing with. And yes. you mentioned that the left had talked an awful lot about how Donald Trump, if he loses this election, is going to say that he actually won and, and ruin our democracy over it. And yeah, he, they, he will cause distrust. He mm-hmm. will separate people from this sacred trusted institution of the polling place and it's important in the context of listening to every democrat yesterday wax poetic about the constitution to realize that they don't mean any of that i mean it's the second that the opposite argument will benefit them they will just continue to make it um and because our news cycles go so fast these days we we forget how prominent an argument this was by democrats in the lead up to the 2016 election uh, this is a, just a minor collection of some of the commentary coming from Democrats as we went into uh, 2016. On this solemn day, I'm, I recall that the first order of business for members of Congress is the solemn act to take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. But our duty, first and foremost, is to protect the Constitution and to protect the interests of the American people. That is why we must take this solemn step today. Ben Franklin said we have a republic if we can keep it. Just remind us of the words of George Washington, the Constitution is a guide which I will never abandon. Uh. That liberty may be endangered by the abuse of liberty. Okay, sure. This well, is okay. Inter- so, this is inter- this, this is entertaining. This yeah. is not what you called for, but this is very very entertaining. No, good reminder though the, of their of their pandering to the constitution yeah, over the past few days. Yeah, and you know, seeing she- Sheila Jackson Lee oh. actually uphold George Washington is an interesting thing. It's a it's something new. To me, there's like physical pain involved hearing Democrats talk yeah. about the constitution in a positive way. Yes. Cuz you just right. know they don't care about it. And I guess we're at a different level when they start throwing the God thing around, using that for their political advantage, which is a whole nother segment. But here is the uh, 2016 clips. We are here today because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred. And until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. With allegiance to our founders. And a heart full of love. Well, apparently we don't have the 2016 clips. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you at this point. I feel like this show today. This is this is 
this is <laughs> this is amazing. This is the, this, this show is, is going as well as the Democratic most, impeachment pro, uh, process. Th- yes, this show mm-hmm. is the third most listened to show in America. Mm-hmm. Okay, which probably makes it the third largest broadcast in the world. And we oh, we're this bad. It just shows you how horrible the free market has solved this problem mm-hmm. of a good national radio program. I mean, the, you'll have to take my word for it, I suppose, here. That, that there I is, suppose it was good. It was, but this was a big thing. This was something. And, and you know what? What's really frustrating about it is when Democrats make these arguments, when they fall back on these traditional, constitutional, God-based um, uh, the uh, the solemnity of our times, the the sacred nature of our constitution and our democracy uh, and our institutions, we number one know all of those arguments are fake. They only well, use them when me- they need to use them. And number two, we know the media will act as if they believe they're serious. And that's what's so frustrating about it. Well, no, what's really frustrating is a court document that comes from the United States Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. It was filed two days ago uh, in Washington, D.C., and it was it was mentioned in the press. But I, I just want to put this in context. The Democrats who have put this whole investigation together and have abused their power by abusing the FBI and getting the FBI as a co-conspirator, the DOJ, the State Department, and now FISA without their knowledge. I just want to read what came, what was filed by the United States Foreign Intelligence Service Court. This order responds to reports that personnel of the FBI provided false information to the National Security Division, the NSD, and the Department of Justice and withheld material information from the National Security Division, which was detrimental to the FBI's case in connection with four applications to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court for authority to conduct electronic surveillance of a U.S. citizen named Carter W. Page. When the FBI personnel misled the NSD in ways described above, they equally misled the FISA court. Now, that's the opening paragraph. Now, remember, this is this is the House investigation with Robert Mueller. So they're overseeing this investigation and they are on television saying we have proof positive They had nothing. They had nothing. And what they did have had been falsified. This is the FISA court. This is unprecedented. No, in no time since the FISA court has uh, started, was there ever a time that any name was even verified that we were looking into them. So Carter Page is the first person that the FISA court has allowed to be known that they were surveilling. Now, now they are scolding the FBI. Now listen to the second paragraph of this filed by the FISA court just two days ago. In order to appreciate the seriousness of that misconduct and its implications, 
it's useful to understand certain procedural and substantive uh, substantive uh, substantive again the third most listened to how did this guy ever get on radio (laughs) substantive requirements that apply to the government's conduct of electronic surveillance for foreign intelligence purposes title one of the foreign intelligence service act requires the government to apply for and receive an order from FIC, uh, FISC approving a proposed electronic surveillance. When deciding whether to grant such an application, the judge must determine, among other things, whether it provides probable, probable cause to believe that the proposed surveillance target is a foreign power or an agent of a foreign power. So they had to be convinced that Carter Page was an agent of a foreign power. Those terms defied, uh, defined by FISA uh, is an agent of foreign power cannot solely be based on activities protected by the First Amendment. So in other words, hey, he's going to, you know, communist rallies. They have to have evidence that he is colluding with a foreign power. An electronic surveillance application must be made by federal officers in writing upon oath and affirmation. When the FBI seeks to conduct that surveillance, the federal officer who makes the application is an FBI agent who swears to the facts of the application. The uh, FISA judge makes the required probable cause determination on the basis of the facts submitted by the applicant or the FBI. These statutory provisions reflect the reality that in the first instance, It is the applicant agency that possesses information relevant to the probable cause determination, as well as the means to potentially acquire additional information. Notwithstanding that the uh, FISC um, uh, assesses probable cause based on information provided by the applicant, quote, Congress intended the pre-surveillance judicial warrant procedure under FISA and particularly the judge's probable cause findings to provide an external check on executive branch decisions to conduct surveillance in order to protect the Fourth Amendment right of any U.S. person. Accordingly, the government has a a heightened duty of candor to the FISA courts in ex parte proceedings, that is, ones in which receive the government does not face an adverse party, such as proceedings on electronic surveillance applications. The FISC expects the government to comply with its heightened duty of candor in ex parte proceedings at all times. Candor is fundamental to this court's effective operation. With that background, the court turns to how the government handled four applications it submitted. On December 9th, the government filed with uh, the FISA courts public and classified versions of the OIG report. The report describes in detail the preparation of four applications for Mr. Page. It documents troubling incidences in which the FBI personnel provided uh, provided information to the National Security uh, uh, Bureau, which is which was unsupported or contradicted by information in their possession. It also describes several incidences in which FBI personnel held from the court information in their possession, which was detrimental to their case for believing Mr. Page was acting as an agent of a foreign power. 
It goes on and on and on. The handling of the Carter Page application as portrayed by the OIG is antithetical to the heightened duty of candor. The frequency with which representations were made by the FBI personnel turned out to be unsupported or contradicted by information in their possession in, and also in which they withheld information detrimental to their case. It calls into question whether information contained in all other FBI applications is even reliable. Who's going to pay for that? Who's going to get fired for that? Who's going to go to jail for that? Who's investigating that? Back in a minute. There is nothing more important in your life than your family, whether you realize it or not. And knowing where you came from gives you a center. It anchors you to a place that exists, a place called home. This holiday season, why not bring your family a little closer to that with the gift of 23andMe's Ancestry and Traits kits. It's not just an ancestry service, it's ancestry and health. You'll get more than 150 personalized genetic reports, including insights into your health. And now with more than 1,500 geographic regions, 23andMe is the most comprehensive ancestry breakdown on the market. And don't pay more for the trait reports. 23andMe Ancestry and Trait Service has 30-plus trait reports included, plus your DNA on an automatic family tree builder. It starts to build your family tree so you can spend the holidays and early next year just uh, sharing the results with your friends and your family and connect you to other members of your family. Get your Health and Ancestry kit now, 70 bucks through December 25th at 23andMe.com slash back. That's the number 23andMe.com slash back. Order by the 16th, which was yesterday. So You can get it now at 23andMe.com slash back up until the December 25th cutoff, 23andMe.com slash back. Welcome to the uh, program. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're just discussing uh, impeachment uh, and and how it has has changed. I mean, you could make an argument that impeachment was meant to be used, especially, I think, for courts was meant to be used a lot. Uh, You know, when's the last time we ever had a judge impeached? It's not it's not that common. But, I mean, if you're going no. to use it a lot like that original you know, version of, of it, then it's not a big deal. Like, we're not, we're not stopping news coverage right. and, and dealing with it every, every single time it happens. It would happen probably all the time. They, the founders predicted very clearly that it would eventually become a partisan issue, and it shouldn't. Uh, but here we are. I mean, this is what this was. A partisan vote that I don't think means much of anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. This is purely politics now. And that's why I think it's so grotesque to see the mixing of the sacredness of the day in the Constitution with politics. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Hello, America, and welcome to Thursday, live from West Palm in Florida, where it's not so sunny. It's raining. Kind of sucks. Florida, we expect more from you. Um, at Turning Point USA for the uh, the weekend, uh, and it is going to be a crowd tonight as I give the opening keynote. 
of about 5,000 18 to 24 year olds that are on fire, really on fire for the Constitution and for America. It is it's remarkable what Turning Point has become and what they have done in such a short period of time. More on that and the impeachment in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the holiday season, when everybody's out panic shopping for the uh, last minute, the last gift, the combination golf club fishing pole, or the combination foot warmer Bluetooth speaker, love that one. Why not be the one that gets something really special for that special person, an X chair? I'm getting one for my wife, and it's no secret because she told me that's what I was getting her for Christmas, which actually I am, I am both disgusted by and really grateful because I, no matter what I buy my wife, no, nope, she doesn't like it. No, she went shopping the other day. I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm sorry. I've lost my man card a long time ago, but I am pretty good at clothes shopping for my wife. I love to go clothes shopping with my wife. No, no, no. With a woman who is willing to try something different. Willing to try. My wife with me, not willing to do anything. Not with. She's like, I'm not wearing that. That is ridiculous. I'm not wearing that. That shirt would make me look so fat. So she goes out. Uh, what two days ago with my uh, son-in-law who is like this you know he's a he used to work at a really fancy store in in manhattan and he was a professional shopper uh and uh so he went she went out with him and i swear to you Stu, when you see the clothes that she bought everything she pulled out i wanted to say that's I that's I I sent that to him to say have her try this on have her try this on she would have never I told her at the end after she did a little fashion show and I told her at the end I said admit it you would have never tried any of these on had I said it and she's like yeah you're probably right <laughs> so anyway uh, I I'm both disgusted that she's telling me what to get her and grateful that she's told me to get her an X chair. An X chair is the best chair. She she sits in mine when she comes to the office. She'll sit in mine from time to time. And that's how she knows about it. And she loves it. And she wants one for her office at the house. So it's an X chair. Xchairbeck.com. Xchairbeck.com. Get $100 off right now. Just check them out online at xchairbeck.com. 30-day money-back guarantee. If, if the uh, person or you don't love it, if it isn't everything I say it is, Send it back. No questions asked. Xchairbeck.com or call 844-4X-Chair. 844-4X-Chair. Xchairbeck.com. <sighs> All right. All right. So, do we have the ABC reporter that says this is the first impeachment upon uh you know that has gone uh, right down party lines do we have that abc reporter can you play that please for me a divided country indeed and it's it's worth noting that this is the first impeachment uh of the oh. three that is like this that is absolutely almost rock solid along party lines people may not remember mm-hmm. that in the clinton impeachment uh four articles of impeachment were sent to the floor by the republican-led house judiciary committee 
two of them failed in the Republican-controlled House. People made up their own minds individually. This is absolute partisanship right down the line here. Absolute partisanship. Mm. This is from a member of the press who are unindicted co-conspirators, in my opinion. So this is a member of the press saying that, and that is exactly what happened. Tulsi Gabbard, she actually came out and said, look, I'd vote for censure or something. I think something happened, but this is, I want to vote for something, but I, I also have seen how ridiculous and unfair this whole thing has been. I can't vote for this. So she abstained. You also had what two other Democrats? It was a four. It was so, how many? How many Democrats? So you had two Democrats that voted with the Republicans. You had one Democrat, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who voted present, and you had a fourth Democrat who split, who said, "Yes, uh, I'm impeaching on abuse of power, but not on obstruction of Congress," which totally makes sense. I mean, totally at makes least sense. In some abuse ways. of power is at least a legitimately impeachable offense if you do yeah. it, right? The question yeah. is whether yeah. Trump did it. Uh, obstruction of Congress is not an impeachable offense even if you do it. Like, it's just it's, a made-up nonsense. The president not listening to Congress and saying, no, I have a right as an executive branch is required by the Constitution. It's required. If they wanted the answer, they should have taken him to court, but they wouldn't do that. Uh, and so it's uh, what we have is direct partisanship. And if if uh, if you look at uh, the Federalist Paper 65, Federalist 65, James Madison talks about this, talks about what this is going to become. And listen to what he says. This is uh, I, I mean, I find this to be kind of amazing. Um this is, uh, yeah, it's uh, Hamilton and Federal 65, as you mentioned. In, in many cases, impeachment will connect itself with the pre-existing factions and will enlist all of their animosities, partialities, influence, and interest on one side or the other. And in such cases, there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be uh, regulated more by the comparative strength of the parties than by real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. I mean, is that not where we are exactly? Right. And people are people are claiming that this is that all of these facts are there. There are no uncontested facts. It's a matter of opinion. It's a matter of whether you see the president as a bad guy that can do no right or as a guy that might have done something but didn't in this case. Listen to this. Yesterday, um, who was it, Stu, that was uh, speaking and and uh, gave their presser and said, you know, there are, there are uncontested facts, yeah. uncontested facts, and she wanted to go over them. Do this we have is, that? Uh, yeah, Karen Bass. There's a three-part uh, thing here, and she's talking about the facts are uncontested. She has three facts. I wanted to see if you could contest them in any way, because I, I know I couldn't. Okay. They're uncontested. You couldn't. Okay. Karen Bass, she's well, a Democrat from California. Let me look. The okay. facts are uncontested. Fact one. Uncontested. The president abused one. the power of his office by attempting to shake down the president of a country that has been our ally. Trump wanted President Zelensky of the Ukraine to dig up, to make up dirt on Vice President Biden because he sees him as the biggest threat to his reelection. Okay. 
Um, boy, that's a, that's a hard one to contest. Uh, no, the president was looking into corruption in the Ukraine, which is exactly what the last president was also apparently doing uh, when he was uh, using and abusing the Anti-Corruption Bureau uh, and, and, and actually transmitting uh, information to the U.S. and to the press to discredit Donald Trump, that those two people went to pr- went to prison or were sentenced uh, to prison uh, and convicted in a court of law in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we what we think happened was that the president said, "Hey, I want to know about these things." And by the way, there's a uh, eight billion dollars of ours that is missing. We want you to reopen all of these investigations, and one of those happens to be on Hunter Biden. Now, you could say that he is uh, just trying to shake down and dig up and told him to make up details, but you have no proof of that. None. That's your, your reading of that. Right, it's so completely I can contested. Contest that. Uh, yeah, half completely. the country contests, and, and and I don't even know making up dirt is almost like a, a not even accused. No, that's, I mean, that's just like no. Uh, he's just taking. No. she's just taking it to the tenth level. No. and calling it uncontested. Yeah, people were people last night were saying bribery, bribery, bribery. Well, that was something that the Democrats were saying, but you'll notice that's not one of the charges. Nope, because they don't have any evidence of it. It doesn't fit. So all of these charges that you have heard, this just hearsay, rumor, conspiracy theories, all of it in an echo chamber between the House and the co-conspirators in the press. Hmm. There's no facts there. Well, maybe okay, you next just one. didn't know about fact number two. Listen to this uncontested one. Fact two. Trump wanted Zelensky to go to before the press and announce an investigation of Biden, hoping the mere announcement would create doubt about Biden and strengthen Trump's hand in the 2020 election. Mm. Now, okay, so may I contest? Please, please do. Okay, Um, he, he the president did say he wanted Zelensky to make an announcement that he was investigating. All of the things that he was talking about. Well, well we should now, point out, if, though, quickly before you move on off that point, uh, that was what Sondland mm-hmm. said. And he's, as far as I know, the only person who has uh, actual mm-hmm. sub- knowledge, uh, in his mind at least, that this was the, the thing that actually was needed. Um, in fact, other people have come out since his testimony and said that is not what they actually wanted. They did not want um, a, a, an investigation. And in fact, the officials in Ukraine have also confirmed that. So that one, I mean, is certainly contested no, they, by the people involved in it. No, hang on. They, 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 the Ukrainians did say that they were going to make an announcement, but they didn't think that it was required by Trump. Um, well, they talked about going on the, on CNN. Is that what you're talking about? That the interview, they were going to go on CNN. Um, they lately have been saying we were just going on CNN and there was a scheduling issue. So they are denying it now, of course. Right. That no, 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 no. No, the Sondland thing was Sondland mm-hmm. said that I told them that this is conditional. You have to do these yeah. things or the president is just not going to uh, give you this money. And the Ukrainians said, no, that was never our understanding. Sondland never said that to us. Um, we were going to make an announcement, but it was a scheduling thing. We just didn't make the announcement, but we never thought it was because we had to. 
And and beyond this point, even if it is true, here's the here's the real problem. The real problem is um, uh, if I have eight billion dollars before I give you anything else, because the president said in the springtime, I don't trust them. They're all dirty. I don't care who they are. I want nothing to do with Ukraine. So if he has that attitude going in, you know what? Before I give you any money, I want to see that you're serious about ending corruption. So go ahead, make some announcements. I'm not going to take you on your word, because as he said in the phone call, I think some of the people around you are part of the problem. I think you still have people around you that are part of the problem. As it turns out, the president was right on that. So how is that hurting anything how is that not in our national interest contested you could read it either way all right uh our sponsor this half hour uh, is is all about cybercrime and how to fight it with norton 360 i mean man we are just entering a really frightening time this is why you need multiple layers of protection because of the ever-changing threats to your connected to devices, the online privacy. It's just not going to block it itself. You, what you need is a system, not just a thing, a system. New Norton 360 membership. It provides multiple layers of protection with a VPN, device security, a password manager. It allows you to uh, browse on the VPN with no login VPNs. Bank-grade encryption will help keep everything that you send and receive, like logins and passwords, secure and private. Give yourself a gift of the best online defense right now. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but the new Norton 360 is a powerful, powerful ally for your cyber safety during the holidays and beyond. So give the gift of up to 50% off an annual subscription on your first year at Norton.com slash Beck. Terms and conditions do apply. 10 seconds station ID. Give me the 10 seconds station ID now, please. All right. Uh, one more thing. I have to break. I have to make up a commercial because of a uh, uh, conflict because uh, uh, what's his name? Turtlehead was speaking from the Senate this morning. So I had to blow off a commercial. So let me please make this up here and we'll get back to the program in one minute. I want to remind you, uh, Simply Safe has a huge holiday offer going on right now. If you're looking to protect your home with award winning 24 seven home security, now is the time to do it. Families are traveling, our homes were going to be empty, and there's going to be a lot of new stuff hanging around. That's what burglars like. And so many homes are unprotected. Don't let this happen to you. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and your family. There's a smart lock, a video doorbell pro. It'll defend your front door. A whole army of sensors and cameras guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is a break-in, they can give you real-time video confirmation to police it as it happens. So police will respond three and a half times faster. There's no surprise. Simply Safe has won CNET and PC Magazine's Editor Choice Awards. So I want you to go to simplysafebeck.com and take advantage of 25% off and a free HD security camera. The offer is for a limited time only and it's ending soon. So hurry, go to simplysafebeck.com, save 25%, get that free HD security camera, protect your home, protect your family with simplysafebeck.com. Okay. Stu. Yes, Glenn. 
Do you want uh, fact number three, or are you afraid of it? Are you afraid of these I, facts? You're afraid of them? I'm, well, I, I, she has me on the rope so far. So far, she you're has in me on the big ropes. trouble. Uh, she, big you, trouble. She said they were uncontested, and I mean, and sure, you contested both of them. And so, by the way, not only is multiple and, pieces of testimony, but also half the country are contesting them. Uh, but you yeah, can't contest this uh, third one. This is where she puts you away. Right. And Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Here is fact three from Karen Bass. Fact Fact, fact three. three. Trump mm-hmm. obstructed Congress by engaging in a cover-up. Trump has refused to comply with congressional subpoenas and has blocked current and past employees from testifying before congressional committees. Congress is a co-equal branch of government, and one of our central responsibilities is to provide oversight and investigation of the administration. The very checks and balances the framers this. built into the Constitution so no one branch would have unchecked power. Interesting. The House of Representatives <laughs> has no I choice but to vote and pass articles of impeachment because President Trump has abused his power and obstructed the ability of Congress okay. from performing our constitutional duty. Okay. All right. Okay. First of all, can everyone agree that this is a partisan vote? That's all this is, partisan. We know it. They voted. Not a Republican voted for it. In fact, some Democrats, the only thing partisan uh, or nonpartisan was the vote against this impeachment. All right. So she said it right there, and uh, I think I can contest it. She said that they are co-equal <laughs> branches. Okay, so when you're a co-equal, for instance, you and your wife, you're co-equals, right? You're, you're doing your house together, co-equal. If there is something that you cannot agree on, your wife nor you can say, we're doing it my way without becoming a monster, a dictator. Now, you can negotiate that, or you can take that to a marriage counselor or to a divorce court. That's how you would have to solve it. Now, Congress cannot tell a co-equal branch what to do. Otherwise, you would have the co-equal branch, the co-equal branch, telling the other branch you're gonna do this or i'm gonna put you in jail you can't do that the president has a right and president clinton president obama president from presidents throughout history have done exactly what president trump did you even have white house people saying i have one branch telling me one thing another branch telling me the other what do you need the third branch, two against one. The third branch is then required to settle the argument between the two branches. It's a brilliant system of checks and balances. Hmm. But Congress doesn't know how to balance. All they know how to do is write checks. That's their only understanding of anything <laughs> called checks. I mean, to to summarize your point here, I think I can do it. Rather eloquently here, Glenn, if I may. Yes. The very checks and balances the framers built into the Constitution so no one would have unchecked power. That's a quote from (laughs) her accusation, but that is actually the defense of why they wouldn't do it. If they're a branch that has their own ability to say no to you, that's what they're doing. And as you point out, it's been established and reestablished through nine different presidencies, including... Uh, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. They have both said they do not have to let these people testify. 
It's insane. It's insane. And that's why they didn't want to take it to court. Because they know they'd lose. Mm -hmm. Look, they have... This is why they had to falsify the FBI falsified documents to get it to the FISA uh, court. Why? Because they knew they didn't have the evidence if they dealt honestly. Why didn't they take this to the court? Because the court has already ruled on this over and over again, and they didn't have any compelling evidence. None. Yeah, I mean, the the, the phrase used is absolute immunity. If you are a close advisor to the president to have to come testify. Absolute immunity. That's how clear it is. Uh, And again, this is every single president. (laughs) More lies and conspiracy theories from Stu. (laughs) When will it end? And the conservative source of the Obama DOJ. Oh, my. Mm. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now he's using Obama. It was somehow different under Obama. More in a minute. You're listening to Glenn What's my sponsor? All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about my pillow. The two beautiful words I want to whisper in your ear right now. Giza sheets. Oh, yes. Kind of sounds like a, a band. Giza sheets. We're the Giza sheets, man. That's what we are. <laughs> That's a solid uh-huh. band name. It is, it is. Uh, if you haven't spent a night nestled between my pillow's Giza dream sheets, you haven't been nestled before. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They're ultra soft, breathable, and extremely durable. And they're part of Mike Lindell's latest amazing offer in which he's releasing this holiday season with heartfelt gratitude towards you because you've made MyPillow the amazing company that it is. Right now, Giza Dream Sheets are buy one set and get one free, plus free shipping if you use the promo code BECK. This is a great Christmas gift for somebody who is a sheet snob. Because I am. I'm a total sheet snob. These are really affordable and really comfortable. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials. Buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the second one free. MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code back. Go to BlazeTV.com for Christmas. They've got a special deal. 20 bucks off your annual subscription. Do it now. Use the promo code GLEN20OFF. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program, live from uh, West Palm in Florida for Turning Point USA, an amazing organization. I just saw Charlie Kirk walk by uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, he has gone from a guy who, you know, is watching me on Fox as he tells the story and, uh, you know, learn so much and realize I've got to do something to save the country. And here he is. I mean, he was, I think, 20, wasn't he, when he started Turning Point? Um, this, this kid starts turning point and it is now in all 50 States. There are 5,000 attendees tonight. They're all between 18 to 24 years old. Um, and, and it's, it's just remarkable what this organization has done. It's been pretty, tonight I'm going to give pretty impressive. Tonight I'm going to give the, the, uh, the keynote and I'm a little nervous cause they're, <laughs> I mean, I've never been cool. Ever. No, ever. I know. Yeah, that's something I'm pretty. And it's uh, a room full of on board, room with. full of cool kids. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Stu. I appreciate that. Yeah, because yeah. these are. I mean, you uh, are not exactly in the demographic for turning. Well, point but I USA. was never. 
No, I was never cool when I was 18 to 24 years old. Mm. I was I was never I was I was like 50 when I was 20. And now that I'm 50, I'm like 700. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been cool at any stage of my life. And so, you know, go walking. This is going to be like walking into my lunchroom in high school. I just feel like it's going to end up with me getting beat up after the speech. I I don't know. I don't know what conference you're at. I don't think that you're going to get beat up at at, at your speech. Just the way it feels. How many compare yourself, though, from, you know, back in your 18 to 24 days? I mean, how many people are at the conference that you've seen dressed in colonial garb or doing magic tricks? Is there anything that you've seen? Shut up. That matches (laughs) your experience? No, 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 no. No, I have nothing relatable to be able to share. I will say, <laughs> you're the list of people who who are there. I mean, they have everybody. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, first of all, Donald Trump Jr. will be there when you're talking about the president. You got Eric Bowling, you, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is there, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Shapiro, mm-hmm. uh, Rand Paul, oh. Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, uh, Mark Levin, Ali Stuckey from from the Blaze as well. Will be there. Candace Owens, Benny Johnson, Graham Allen, uh, Dinesh D'Souza's there. Rudy Giuliani's there. I mean, uh, Ted Cruz is going to be there. Dave Rubin from the Blaze will be there. James O'Keefe will be there. And uh, Chad Prather will be there as well from Blaze TV. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people Mm -hmm. there. And then you. And it just seems like... There's a one of these things just doesn't belong. Yeah. Are you going to be out like behind, like by the dumpster behind? Is that I where your speech happens? Do I you really, have... yeah. Thank you for that. I uh, no, I, I I think I'm speaking. I think I'm delivering the uh, keynote open uh, tonight. Mm. Uh, but any idea what you're going to say? I don't know. Yeah. I... To, to to get to get those no. 18 to 24 year olds nope. all riled nope. up in the Glenn Beck style. None. Card tricks. Zero. Have you considered card tricks? You can have I come have up? considered that. I have considered that. It's going to be the longest 30 minutes of my life. I really am expecting uh you know i might just say halfway through food fight i i i don't i just don't know anything to distract because they're just going to be like this guy wasn't cool when he was supposed to be cool that's what tr- it's true and i you know i will say yeah. you know, i'm a little concerned uh, you know given your ability to uh, remain uh broadcasting today there's there were some health uh, issues and I you know you don't look well it's great. butterflies <laughs> no thank you it's thank you it's butterflies mm-hmm. and you know hey I showed up even though mm-hmm. I you know my stomach is a little is a little weak but I I think I'm past it and I think I'm I'm okay I apologize if you were listening earlier but uh you know I think I think I'm okay I'm feeling much better now that's good I'm so, that's, that's glad to hear yeah. do you, would you like yeah. to hear uh, some audio kind of the coverage of the last uh, 24 hours because it's been a historic day Glenn. yeah it was a historic day and I history I would, history know, I was, was on a plane ma- yesterday when much of it was made so I, I I don't know exactly what was said I'll so. say a lot of people on the right are yeah. mocking this idea that it was a historic day um, mm-hmm. and, and and I can understand why because it kind of seems like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. passing piece of uh-huh. you know I don't know, partisan nonsense. Um, however, I will say, if you look uh, at the uh, secondary definition of the word historic, which just says, of, uh, uh, of the past, I mean, it has passed. Okay. So, All I right. mean, technically, yeah, it, it is passed, historic. So it is historic. In yeah. that way, it yeah, has but, occurred during I mean, but history. 
Right, but everybody kept it in perspective that this was a partisan deal, and you know they didn't make it about the Constitution or you know God or anything like that. No, that's true. I I, I appreciate when they make it uh, about how they love the Constitution so much. That's my favorite. Oh, Chuck hey, Todd, no, was doing don't, this. No, no, don't don't talk. Ooh, you I okay? just got a wave of yeah. I just got a wave again of ooh, uh, just a not. Are you okay? A little Lagia there, yeah. Okay. I don't know what triggered that, but well, go ahead. That's okay. We'll cover it with here. Uh, Chuck Todd uh, talking about uh, oh. how much he, how much Trump reveres the Constitution. You know, I think oh this my. is the real challenge with, mm. with sort of dealing with this president is that I don't think he really even <sighs> appreciates the Constitution. <sighs> All right? I, uh-huh. I don't know if he, he has this reverence for it that most elected officials in Washington oh. ev- eventually oh do oh. end up having a reverence oh. for it. He doesn't seem to sort of understand the founding. I mean, I think one of the fairest criticisms of him by historians is that he doesn't seem to understand the story of America, if you will. And the story of America begins in those pages in the Constitution. So I don't think he really appreciates it. I don't think he he reveres it. I think he just is very dismissive. Oh, these are just more silly rules. Uh, You know, it's no different than a zoning hearing. I don't know what is making me... Uh, vomit like that. Oh, I am. This is so unprofessional. No. I am so sorry. I, oh, something is going on that is just turning my stomach. And but, I am sorry. I don't know what. It's been going around. It's, you're not the only one. It's been going okay. around a lot. So, uh, is, I mean, should I just, should I just turn off my microphone or? Is, well, I mean, we can just play. Which, let's play really... Yeah, no, it's a little unprofessional, okay. but we can play some audio yeah. here to cover. This is Andrea Mitchell right. uh, on MSNBC. Okay. Listen. The seriousness of this as it is being taken by the Democrats as well, uh, affected symbolically perhaps Mm. in the colors being worn or the lack of colors being worn. The members, Uh the women members choosing Mm. to wear dark colors. Nancy Mm. Pelosi is a woman of, uh, Uh. a person of primary colors. You see it. If she's Uh not wearing white, she's wearing Mm. bright colors. Uh, She's certainly always, you know, well appointed, uh, beautifully beautifully arrayed, if you will. She's wearing black. And that is a symbolic expression of how somberly they are taking this. It's sacramental. And you can think about the, the politics of it. It's no question that Nancy Pelosi came to this reluctantly. Oh, no question. She came to it reluctantly. Mm. Oh, my. You, you okay, Glenn? Oh, oh, it's it's almost sacramental at this point. Mm-hmm. This is like well appointed and sacramental. It seemed like there was a real wave of nausea that hit you when when uh, Andrea Mitchell corrected herself from calling Nancy Pelosi a woman and referred to her as a person. Oh, oh no, please. <laughs> That was pretty rough. What were you saying? Well, she was saying, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi is a woman, I mean, a person who, uh, and I thought that that correction, it seemed like there was a a wave of nausea that that hit you at that exact moment. Nancy Pelosi is a woman of, uh, a person of primary colors. You see it. Ah. Hmm. Uh, well, I think I should take a break. Yeah, I, I, probably a good I'm starting idea. to vomit blood. <laughs> There's a lot of blood coming out now. People are, that's a, is that is 
Oh, is that a bad sign? Should I do people vomit blood sometimes? Concerned that people are laughing at you uh, in the background when you're vomiting blood. Democrats. <laughs> They're all Democrats. At, turn, at Turning Point USA, huh? A lot of... Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna... We're gonna uh, burn them at the stake later. Oh. Oof. You're looking better. Okay, yeah, I'm feeling a little... I'm just gonna put... I'm gonna keep it close, but I'm gonna put this... Oof. Anybody have an air freshener? Oh, it's embarrassing to be here and have that happen. Uh, let me tell you about Rectech. Now, last hour I talked... Last hour I was talking about going, you know, going camping with your son and being out, you know, at a lake and, and fishing. And then turning to your son and saying, hey, let's put the fish on the grill for, you know, for breakfast. And, um, and all these Easterners, they were like, what? You don't have, you might have kippers. You might have kippers for breakfast. I don't even know what a kipper is. Trout. You can have trout for breakfast. You know, go out and see a mountain. Anybody who, is, anybody who lives in the east, don't, don't ever tell me about the mountains in the east. And don't tell me what you can and can't have for breakfast. Kippers. We have kippers. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a few locks on our bagels. Oh, man, you're roughing it. Uh, Rectech Grills. This is, this is the best grill. It was made by grillers for grillers. Uh, it's really high tech. You can remotely start it. It keeps and holds the temperature. Uh, very, very high tech. And yet it's all wood fired. It is so consistent. It will smoke. It will grill. It will sear. It's, this is the best of the best. Now, they can spend more to make it because they've cut out the middleman. So go and look around and see all the grills. But I'm telling you, you will not regret Rectech. I want you to go to rectechgrills.com. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Get a Rectech grill. Rectechgrills.com. That's with an S. Rectechgrills.com. All right. I want to go a little then and now. Some audio uh, with the re- the Democrats warning against and then later embracing a strict partisan impeachment. This from 1998 and 2019. Then we are and now. here today because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred. And until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. With allegiance to our founders and a heart full of love. For America. <laughs> Today, I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our major political parties and opposed by the other. And if there's and no Republican votes, so be it. It's up, it's up to them to decide whether they want to be patriots or partisans. It seems to me that no good case has been made for witnesses. Trials have witnesses. <laughs> That's what trials are all about. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say any or all crimes and misdemeanors. If we cannot vote to impeach, then we ought to just modify the Constitution and get rid uh, of impeachment altogether. We leave here today mm. void and empty because our president will have been toppled against the will of the 
people of the United States. We're going to continue to educate the American people and ultimately vote uh, our conscience on the articles of impeachment. I am greatly disappointed in the raw, unmasked, unbridled hatred and meanness that drives this impeachment coup d'etat. The unapologetic mm. disregard for the voice of the people. We can make the decision to override any opinion about whether or not he's indictable. That's what impeachment is all about. Here in America, we generally condemn coup d'etats in foreign countries. We have an obligation to act today to uphold the Constitution, but also to show our children and grandchildren that no one is above the law. We are not going to sit idly by and allow the Republicans to stage a bloodless coup d'etat to remove our president from office. I think sometimes you have to do the right thing and not worry so much about the polls. Unbelievable. Each one of those voices, the same people, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, uh, you know, the one, I, the one that amazes me the most, really, is Nancy Pelosi, where she starts out and talks about it is the hatred of this president and then Maxine Waters with the hatred of this president and and the mean things that have been done to him and with, without any without any regard uh, today at the meanness and the things that have been said about this president not only this president but the mean and nasty things and the lives that has been have been destroyed because you were a supporter of the president or you dare wear a Make America Great Again hat. The meanness? Absolutely remarkable. We are living in remarkable times. And if we don't remember who we are, if we don't remember what's important, if we don't remember uh, that we're all in this together and there is rule of law, but... To hear the Democrats talk about no one's above the law, I, it's very hard for me to say dreamers are dreamers above the law. Is Hillary Clinton above the law? You know, we had a guy who was on a sub who took a picture of something that wasn't classified of the sub for his son. He went to jail. Hillary Clinton's staff was chopping off classified document, chopping that off the top so they could, they could email it and they could, uh, and they could fax it to her. We do, no one's above the law? You have FBI agents that forged documents to give to the FISA court to put this guy away to make sure they got Carter Page. Carter Page was innocent. Is anyone going to pay for that one? Because no one is above the law. We used to be a nation of laws and not of men. And that's what set us apart. And if we don't reclaim that, and I don't care if that means this president, the last president, the next president goes to jail, my favorite president, no one is above the law. And we must have true, impartial, and fair trials of people. They must not be deemed guilty until they prove their innocence. You're listening to 